The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk. Um, now, gardening time and Pori Corkin, horticulturalist, keen gardener, graduate of the National Botanic Gardens, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, is on the line. Pori, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, uh, you've got lots of ideas for um, kids in school and so on as they go back to school. I wonder if you'd mind if we park those because we'll do them next week with a little more time because we've lots okay. of questions that yep. people want answering. So I'll plough straight into them. Which daffodil bulbs are okay, suitable Pat. for planting in a lawn? That's from Hugh in Cork. Well, one thing to remember with putting bulbs into your lawn, obviously coming back into the spring in March and April, you need to cut your lawn. So try to plant bulbs that are going to flower really early in the season. And for daffodils, there are four really nice varieties. There's one called minnow, Pat, which is a two-tone variety. It's scented. It flowers early in the season. You've also a beautiful variety that flowers in February called February Gold, Tate Tate and Jetfire. They're all dwarf daffodil varieties that start flowering early February right through until about mid-March. But remember also you can plant other bulbs like snowdrops that will flower at Christmas, winter aconites that will flower before Christmas, muscari, which are all dwarf as well. So there's lots of short-stemmed bulbs flowering from early Christmas right through until mid-March. And with all of the spring flowering bulbs, you need to leave them four to six weeks to die back before you cut them back with the lawnmower. I planted a Portuguese laurel hedge in April. Some of the plants have some leaves at the top going yellow, but ones beside them are thriving and growing great. Any idea why some are going yellow? We have a drip line water system on them, so they're all evenly watered. I put fertiliser on them as well. Some with yellow leaves, it's like they've been eaten down a small bit. I have rabbits in the garden, not as pets. Would they be eating them down? So you've got laurel plants side by side, one yellow, the other thriving. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of downy mildew, Pat, which is a fungal disease. And particularly this year, we're seeing a lot of downy mildew on Portuguese laurel. It's a a yellowing of the leaves. It's a fungal disease. And you could use something like fungus clear, which is a fungicide. You mix it up in a washing can or a sprayer, apply it to the leaves that are affected, and that'll help to arrest the problem. But with this kind of very humid, damp weather, Portuguese laurel in particular, and many laurel varieties are seeing that downy mildew effect and it it kind of sickens the plant. So there's no need to feed, a little bit of fungus clear and that should rectify the problem. The other thing with the drip irrigation system, do do be careful that they're not being overwatered as well because it has been quite wet and there's no need to wash them at this time of year. So I'd switch that off. What apple trees can I grow in pots, eating varieties, as my children love apples, and also what other fruits can I plant now? That's from Thomas. Well, it's a great time of year for planting fruit in general, but if if you were to plant an apple tree in pots and containers, the variety to choose are the Coronet family. They're a range of Irish-grown family apple trees that only grow in height about five or six feet, so they're perfect for planting in pots and containers and will always stay miniature and come in many different varieties like James Grieve and L Star. Katie is a lovely red variety, or my favourite is one called Red Windsor. But do look for the Cornet family. So there are a range of dwarf apple trees, perfect for pots or containers, or indeed for planting out in your garden soil. They'll never grow any higher than five or six feet. And they fruit in the first year from planting pads. So if you the listener plants them today, they will fruit next summer. And I always, if you're planting apple trees in pots and containers, surround them with strawberries and you get the best of both worlds, the strawberries in the early summer and the apple trees then later on in late summer and early autumn. And any of the varieties I mentioned are all good eating varieties. So... 
great time I to planted plant tomato seed about eight weeks ago. It's growing along nicely, but in the last week, the plants have gone a yellow colour. Any reason for this? Well, yellowing in tomatoes can be caused by a number of factors. Under or overwatering will certainly cause yellowing of the foliage, but also magnesium deficiency. And magnesium generally shows up as yellowing between the veins of the leaves of the plant. So the plant has this kind of sickly yellowing colour. The veins are still quite green, but the outer edges of the, le- the leaves are quite yellow. So regular feeding with a good tomato feed every fortnight will arrest that. But do be careful with the watering as well. Once a week, a good heavy watering for tomato plants if they're in pots and containers or in border soil and feed them every fortnight with a good tomato feed and that should arrest the yellowing. It's also the time of year, Pat, if people have tomatoes in the garden to start to remove the lower branches, the lower leaves to allow the sunlight in to ripen the fruit as well. That's important. Mary Ryan says, only one plum on my tree this year. Would you know why? (laughs) Well, Mary, make sure you go out and and pick it. Uh, Plum trees, Pat, don't necessarily fruit for about five or six years after planting. So they tend to be shy to coming into fruit. I mentioned apple trees that will come in the first year after planting, but plums can take up to seven years to fruit. So that's the first thing to bear in mind. The second thing is that plum trees flower very early in the season. And if the weather is quite cold, which it can be in late March, early April, plums can be shy to fruit, particularly if we get a cold spring. And the other thing to remember is that plums need cross-pollination. So unless you've got a self-fertile variety like Victoria, you do need to have two or three varieties of plums different varieties planted together to get that cross-pollination. So it depends if it's a young tree, give it a little bit of time, it will settle down to fruiting. And this spring, some of the uh, early flowering plum trees were caught out with that cold snap we had uh, back in in, in April. So I think it it possibly, that's the cause of it this year. A good idea is to feed them a potash now, and that will help to build them up for next season. Uh, James and Sligo, another fruit problem. I cut my apple tree way back last January and now the apples are smaller. Is that normal and will they grow bigger next year? Yeah, they will grow bigger, but the, remember that if you prune in winter time, that stimulates lots of new growth. So you tend to, heavy pruning during the winter period encourages new growth in plants. So it tends to sacrifice the fruit for the, for the, for the physical new growth. Apple trees should be pruned actually during the summer to encourage fruiting in the plant. So this is actually the time of year to shorten back any of that leggy growth that's on apple trees. And that helps to stimulate the flower buds and helps to encourage fruiting for next year. So a little bit of pruning now would be advisable for James just to shorten the heads of the apple trees back, even though the leaves are still on the plant, shorten them back by two thirds and again, put on the sulfate of potash onto the plants and that will Uh, help to develop bigger and better fruit for next summer. Carrot plants doing well, but recently the top of some are turning a brownish dried looking colour. Also, is it too late to plant beetroot? Planted some earlier in the season, but I've used nearly all of it up. Oh, very good. Well, well, beetroot is generally sown from seed pad up to the end of June, um, early July. Now, there is a, a variety called Boulder, B-O-L-D-E-R. It's an F1 variety. It's actually an orange coloured uh, beetroot, and it does very, very well if sown at this time of year for late 
autumn winter use. So that's bolder. It's an F1 variety from Sutton Seeds, and that can be sown at this time of year. And remember, with beetroot, it's not just the roots you eat. The leaves are edible as well. They taste like uh, like Swiss chard, like leaf beet, and they're absolutely lovely in salad. So you can grow them for a leafy crop uh, as well as the fruits. But look for that variety, bolder. With the carrots and the browning on the top, Pat, that's a, a little bit of blight damage on carrots. At this time of year, there's no need to spray them. I would just harvest the crop now and use what's usable and and store any healthy carrots without that browning on the top. Any healthy uh, stems can be or roots can be stored in a dark frost free location. Okay, a quick one to end. Which trees offer the best evergreen screening to block a neighbouring house? I'm looking for something eight to nine metres in height, which is very high indeed. Well, you could go... It is indeed. Well, some of the Scots pine would be lovely, Pat. Anything in the pine family tend to do very well and, and are, of course, are evergreen and, and will grow quite tall. If you want a nice, attractive evergreen tree, you could consider the strawberry tree, Arbutus unido, which will grow 20 feet, 25 feet in height. It retains its foliage. It's got beautiful white flowers and red berries like strawberries. So it's a very, very attractive plant. And there's great examples of them in the National Botanic Gardens if people want to go in and see them. A beautiful evergreen tree called the strawberry tree. Pori Corkin, so many questions for you, but not enough time. Pori Corkin, thank you very much.